As the great independent director, Mr. Werner Herzog, once said, I despise formal restaurants. I find all of that formality to be very base and vile. I would much rather eat potato chips on the sidewalk. Oh, that was a crisp one. Welcome to Potato Chips on the Sidewalk. I'm Barbecue Ben. Joining me today is... Chicken Twisties Jacob. Oh, are we now? Now, Jacob. Yes. There are a few filmmakers out there <laughs> that can get us, you know, film bros getting all worked up, you know what I mean? You hear this, you hear these three letters and you, how film bro brains go... Well, we're seeing this opening Whoa! day. We're seeing this opening day. We can't, we can't wait. Pump in. Yo, we pump it up. Yeah, we pump it up. And those three letters are... P-T-A. Paul Thomas Anderson. Look. The man I, is a master. You know, like... I, I, I'm going to I'm gonna cop it on the chin and say, you know... I'm one of those bros. I like the guy. Okay? <laughs> He puts out quality films, and I enjoy them. What do you have to say about him? Look, he he was a very... For me, he was one of the filmmakers who, when I was like, alright, should I actually go down this path in life to try and do film? He was one of the filmmakers that were like, fuck yeah. Talk to him. Yeah, I, I, I pulled him up and yeah. no, 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 watching his films that was one of the moments I was like this is what I'm doing this is what I'm going to try and do in my life I think my favourite film of all time is Punch Drunk Love big praise you know it's I love him I love his films I don't think every single one is as great as one another which it, what, but, but what, what's, the, what's in your lower of the list? Lower on my list? Yeah. Probably Magnolia, but the truth is... A, 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 Magnolia, a Magnolia is your, like, lower tier is, like, better than most filmmakers. It's, like, like, highest, yeah. highest tier. That's what I mean. Like, Magnolia is my least favourite of his because I kind of find that film a little bit exhausting. Like, it's yeah. a marathon. Yeah. Um, but uh, if that's, like... Running a marathon that's Magnolia is yeah. like, I, you know, I'd take that over, you know, like, mm. I can't keep making fun of Jared Leto and House of Gucci. That movie's so long as well, but like, <laughs> it's for me, Paolo, sorry, i got to stop this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I think for me, my favorite of Paul Thomas Anderson's filmography is Phantom Thread. Because I, I, I adore that film and I just everything about it like it's just brilliant chic. fucking chic yeah it's hilarious as well which I don't think yes. people realised upon release but um yeah I just think the guy puts out quality films I still haven't seen Inherent Vice and Heart 8 but you know like Inherent Vice is like top 3 for me I think okay I need to get onto it I just can't find a Blu-ray anywhere and do you want to borrow mine? I'll borrow it yes thanks <laughs> No problem. Thank you. Because um, I, I, you know, some of these streaming platforms with their rentals, 
Ugh. You don't give me enough bits. I need the higher bit rate. Need, need, yeah. We're going to be video bit rate mining. Yeah, don't do that. Um, but it's 2021. It's been four years since his last film. Yep, just about. He's on that track every four to five years. A new yeah, PTA comes out. Yeah, like he's pretty steady with his output. Not as often as I personally like, but you know, like... Artists take yeah, their time. He, he takes his time and he... I don't think he's ever really missed. And he and he's a studio yeah, hopper. Exactly, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he has to be. Um, so, his new film, Licorice Pizza. Yep. Starring Cooper Hoffman and Alana Haim. Yep. Jacob. Yes, do you want me to set up the premise for the film? Uh, yeah, go on. Yeah, go do it. Do it. Okay, yeah. so... Um, Rich Valentine, is that that's his name? Greg. <laughs> Greg. Gary. Gary Valentine. <laughs> Gary Valentine, yeah. yeah. Gary Valentine. Rich. I don't know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, Gary Valentine is a child actor, about 15 years old, smooth talker, hustler, always has a bit of what's next on his mind, you know, talks up a bit. Tries to act a bit older than he is, you know. Where's his next check coming from? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) At a school photo day, he chats up Alana, who who works for a student photo company, starts trying to hit her up. She's like, dude, I'm 25, you're 15. (laughs) Leave me the fuck alone. Leave me the fuck alone. But an unlikely friendship crush... Relationship of sorts starts as as they become. I'd call it a romantic friendship. Yes, Um, I think that's the best way of putting it. Yeah, like which. Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. (laughs) like um, (laughs) but you know they start. He starts getting in on his little hustle business, which is water betting, and then. Something else set in the backdrop of 1970s Hollywood, mm-hmm. and it is a film about the threshold of acting older than you are, and then realizing everyone you aspire to be around is kind of a shithead, and also the threshold when you kind of just want to resort back to your childhood, despite everything that tells you to get over it. Ben. What did you think of Paul Thomas Anderson's Licorice Pizza? I adored this film. Yes. I loved almost every second of it. One part or two parts that have the same thing wrong with it, notwithstanding. Um, But in terms of just like a hangout movie and like just wanting to be with these characters who... You know, aren't morally the best people the, in the world. The central yeah, yeah, thing is yeah. questionable, and I think yeah. knowingly so. Yeah, and it's it's well, just, not just questionable. Well, the thing is, it's but, like the film presents a very grey area, yes. and I just think the amount of heart and this the way these characters interact with each other and the back and forth of their feelings for each other and the mm ebbs and flows of you know like any friendship 
I just think it just nails everything. It builds to this great crescendo at the end where it just, you know, everything just feels right. And I just, I I wouldn't it. quite say the very end, but I have, I, mean, di- I have a different take on it, but you go ahead. No, I'm not talking about like the, let's say like event at the end, but I just think of like, it just yeah, culminates yeah, 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 in a, like a feeling that I, yeah. I just... Yeah. Very much vied with. Yes. Um, but about halfway through the film, I was like, I just, in my mind, like, I just couldn't get out of my head that the, I just feel like the film in general is about how men are boys. Yes. Well, that, I yeah. think that's, yeah. that's, that where it just, it just kept, I kept like just thinking about it the entire time. I'm like, this man is a boy. Yeah. There's other man as a boy. They're all just children. And the, and the, yeah. and the, the what I think is quite brilliant about that is the casting of Sean Penn as you know, yeah. your your aging sort of Hollywood leading man yeah. who sort of is having a bit of um an issue with um transitioning to perhaps being past his prime. Yeah. But doing so by Acting like a child, yeah. <laughs> recreating stunts from his earlier films. Yeah, like driving a yeah. motorbike over a, a bonfire in a golf course. You know, like it's. You have Bradley Cooper as real life producer. <laughs> John <and> Peters. <laughs> well known. <laughs> and well known, um. Wild boy. Yeah. <laughs> John Peters. Yeah. Who. Just running around. Coped out of his mind, <laughs> just, just runs around <laughs> smashing shit. <laughs> And then you've yeah. got Benny Sapphires. I forgot yeah. the mayor's name. Uh, Joel Wax. Joel Wax. Yeah. Again, a real life person. Yeah. Um, who, um, I, I won't sort of get into his thing, but you yeah. sort of realize the whole thing of this politician who might be a good politician policy wise. Yeah. Not probably not a great person to be around. Yeah. Because of the what the job demands. Yeah. Um, but what I was trying to say with the whole thing where like the movie is about how yeah men are children and it's like no one ever really grows up in the way that as a kid you think you grow up and to be a man you'll be mature and you'll be you know like like you you, i think it's about how even when you grow up you're still a kid in a way and i think that works with a big controversial topic of this film has been the age gap discourse where um, it's kind of like, is it ethical for this 15-year-old or this 25-year-old to be linked with this 15-year-old in Who's this way? flirting with yeah. her constantly, yeah. Which I think the film knows and presents that, no, no. it's not, it's not, <laughs> no. And... Depiction doesn't equal endorsement. Yes. But, like, I think in the... What the film does very well is that when... Um, when Gary and Alana are having their momentary tiffs here and there, you know, where they're not getting along, she is hanging out with these older men who still aren't really age-appropriate for her, but, like, they're still acting just yeah. as childish as Gary is and like she's just surrounded by these man children no matter where she goes yeah and she doesn't really have any good options no and I haven't really you know like figured out how I 
think that all ties into everything, you know, like I'm kind mm. of like still sitting with the film. I only saw it. And I can't remember how, like two days ago. Less than two days. Yeah. Like it, um, but I think she's just, and she is in this, you know, 1973 Los Angeles where, you know, she is getting treated like a piece of meat where like, even at her job in the beginning, she's like, the photographer just like slaps her in the ass. Cause like, that's what they did back then. You yeah. know, like it's like, no matter where she goes, no one treats her with yeah. respect. I just feel like this film does a tremendous job of showcasing her dynamics with basically any man around her. Mm-hmm. And got to talk about Alana Haim though. Yeah. Um, for like, I was going to say for a debut performance for any performance, she, she's a star, a star. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, 100%. Well, like, this is her first major feature film debut. And I think um, the only time I can also remember acting is in Thundercats. Uh, <laughs> Thunder <laughs> Dragon Ball Durag video with her other sisters. I don't sisters. think I've ever seen that, no. It, it's a ridiculous video, but... But yeah, this is her first... At least from my knowledge, time I've seen her really just go acting. She has just a very natural, colourful presence to her. You know, she she is a bit pointy. There's a great line delivery when she's yeah. just like um, after like a family tiff, like her older sister, also played by um, Daniel Heim. I think that's one of the, the oldest Heim sister. She was just like. Uh, I, I think they'll let the people. No, but I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying. There's, yeah. th- th- there's just a way her anger it just, flows out that I find. That, she's abrasive in it, but like it's yeah. endearing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's it, it, it's an astonishing performance. Like a character who is a bit morally, yeah, but you know, is obviously put in this situation where the people she's told to aspire up to, yeah, are children. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, um, do you want to spoil anything about this? No. Do you want to go into anything at all? No. Okay. Well, in that case, I, w- I did want to talk about one other aspect. Yes. Tying into my, you know, little line about the film about the men or boys, where there's a scene involving the police. Yes. And I think it's just so well done in a way that's like the police are wrong yes and we know that as an audience and we just it's not about if he's going to get out of this it's how is he going to get out of this and I think it's just so funny when the police do realise their mistake it's just kind of like nobody says a word (laughs) and he just like he's like he's just let go and like nobody's there to apologize and it's just, it's just over you yeah. know what I mean where it's like it's not um <laughs> nobody's like there to admit fault ever like these men have made a mistake and they're just like they just don't want to do anything about it they're just like it's over and I think I think also a, f- a sequence that I feel has that funny but also yeah. realistic sort of 
Why is the truck sequence where <laughs> yeah. a truck runs out of gas because this is during a gas shortage yeah. in LA. In the world. In the world, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. like And <laughs> they just kind of have to navigate a, car, a truck going backwards yeah. over the, some blocks and it's just... Yeah. The fact like it's just, everyone's just kind of in silence. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And it's just so slow, but yeah. it's still so... I don't know. Yeah. Uh, just... Man, this Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. He makes films. But I, I would like to say one thing. While I do think a lot of the discourse of the film has been very yelly and... Yeah. I would like to say that I don't... I do believe that the con- there is a side of that which is just kind of like... No, well, you shouldn't be... <laughs> There's almost a shutdown of the people who might actually have some uncomfortable... Yeah. Things about two of them more... Um, about two of the more uh, quote-unquote problematic elements of the film. Yeah. Which is like, while, you know, I don't know, I, I, this is kind of a tangent, not really to do yeah. with the film, but if you want people to openly talk about film, you also can't just shut down. Yeah, except criticisms. criticisms. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of was looking out for it before I went in the film, and it sticks out like a... A sore thumb, yeah. but I had heard there is a bit of Asian representation in the film mm. that didn't entirely go down well with a a lot of the audience, and I was like, "Oh, I wonder what this is about." And when I saw it, honestly, I didn't know what it was, and it, it was worse than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, and I understand the intent behind it. Yeah. As a moment, I don't think it landed at all no. and definitely, in my opinion, should have been cut. Yes. But, um, but it's just, uh, for context, um, a white character puts on a uh, character of an Asian accent while talking to an Asian character and it's... It feels like it's meant to be played for laughs, but it, I don't, it just very... Yeah. I don't know. It just, uh, yeah. And like the thing is, while yeah. the film is trying to build towards this thing of, you know, this was kind of when multiculturalism was starting to be a bit more mainstream in yeah. the world, how there were the pe- jerks who just try to overtake it and yeah. almost gentrify it. But yeah. it, it, just, it just... The execution really... It just... Really felt yeah. flat. Probably... It, should have been cut. <laughs> yeah, no, it was definitely um, a, a sore thumb in the rest of the film for yes. me. And, you know, like, mistakes were made in that film. I, I don't think it ruins the rest of the film, but I can see how yeah. a lot of, like, an Asian audience could be... Feel, feel belittled by it and I could un- yeah. I completely understand if it just soured the entire experience for them I can yeah, yeah. 100% um, but yeah I guess wrapping yeah. up thoughts I, I would prop at least on first viewing but my PTA rankings are like the most flippant fucking things in the world oh yeah so like, I'll rewatch one and they'll be like this top three PTA and then yeah. <laughs> yeah. like but then next time it just won't be but Probably on the lower end of PTA's filmography for me at the moment. But at that point, as I said before, if this is your lower tier, you're doing fucking yeah. something really amazing with your filmography as a whole. Because this is a really playful, 
fun, intelligent, and quite moving and genuinely observational film about masculinity in this sort of hyped up setting of 70s Hollywood. Yeah. As well as just this kind of notion of what the right way to become, quote unquote, an adult is. Yeah. Oh, I think... Oh, actually, I do want to mention yep. one last thing. Uh, this Paul Thomas Anderson guy, can he just, like, you know, always shoot anamorphic? Like, it's... This is the first time since punch on club I think. you know it's been a while yeah. and look this man he knows how to use it like I love the look of Phantom Thread and you know like the master and everything but like I don't know I think he he understands what to do with the distortion like yeah. he like it, I, it just feels yeah of a time and like that's when this film is set in the 70s it doesn't feel like it was made in the 70s but it also doesn't feel like it was made now no. it's, it's like an other t- like I don't want otherworldly but like an other timely well yeah, yeah. It, it, it feels almost of its own sort of subjective yeah. experience which you know and that's something PT has always been really good yeah. at like if you um, I hated Halloween Kills this year but like if something if you want to make something look like it was shot in the 70s the opening of that film did that very well where like I didn't realise like I had to like look out for Jimmy C that's me to know that it's um it was wasn't old footage you know like that's what it was like oh wow this is they shot this now um but looking at this it doesn't feel like it was shot back then it just it's like out of time it's PTA yeah yeah. it's PTA returning to the look of his and feel of his earlier films yeah yeah, I don't really have a whole, whole much more to say about it for now. I really, really liked it. Probably one of my favourite films of the year. But I'm giving thumbs up, by the way. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> we really should start doing a visual camera portion of the podcast. Don't but promise things that we can't deliver just yet. Like and subscribe <laughs> if you want that. Um, That's not how... <laughs> Podcasts work. Thank you. Five for stars us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts if you want that. Um, thank you for listening to Potato Chips <laughs> on the Sidewalk. Um, our last review for the year. Probably. I'm just thinking about timing, yes, because I forgot. We're in the, um, the little, you know, uh, the gooch of the year between New Year's and Christmas, where like it feels like it goes forever, but also feels like it's very fast two hours. So um, I didn't even know what day it was, to be honest. So I think it is the last of the year. It probably is. You sound like the. It just sound like the, <laughs> the the teenager from The Simpsons. Okay, excuse me. That's good. You don't usually sound like that. I'm just saying you just sound like that in that exact way. I don't actually... I don't know what I sound like. And it, Neither you know, do I. Yeah. And it's weird because yeah. you, we kind of... We have to listen to this to edit it. Um, okay, yeah. thank you for listening. 